University of Virginia Health System, we're for sharing the latest health information from top minds to keep you and your family healthy. With UVA Health System Radio, here's Melanie Cole. If your parents with hopes of your children playing in college a particular sport, and they're specializing in that sport. Should they be doing that? What else can they be doing that will help them excel in the sport that they specialize in? My guest today is Dr. Winston Guathme. He's fellowship trained in sports medicine at UVA Health System. Welcome to the show, Dr. Guathme. So many parents see their children and they have these dreams of Olympics and college sports and professional sports. Speak to the parents, please, just for a minute about sports specialization and what they should expect from their children. Well, first off, I think it's critical for for kids, adolescents to be involved in sports. I think sports teach a lot of important things about life and about being healthy and those types of things. So I certainly don't want this to sound like I'm against youth sports. It's just the concern that we have as physicians is that some kids are playing too much of the same sport. They're overusing their bodies at a young age and they're getting themselves into trouble because of just not being smart about how they play sports. And what it leads to is injuries. It leads to uh, disillusionment with that, with the sport in which they play. And it leads to kids that, you know, could, could be a lot better off if they were to you know, have a, have a broader athletic experience and uh, just be smarter about how they participate in sports. Let's start with our young ones then, Dr. Guathme. We start them in soccer and in Little League softball and baseball. You know, they're not playing the big tough sports so much when they're little. It's generally those kinds of team sports that may be a little contacty. Now, so do we leave them in these sports, or do we have them try basketball, volleyball, all at the same time, or if we see that they have a propensity for soccer and they're running down the field, we leave them in soccer and let them work on that. Well, I think it's, you know, if if a child shows an aptitude for a specific sport, certainly allowing him to explore that aptitude is important. And so I don't want someone who shows early signs of being an outstanding soccer player to be forced to play a different sport just because that's the way it should be. But I think the kids should be encouraged to consider the seasons and consider playing other types of sports so that they have the opportunity to see uh, what their skills are, other types of sports, and sometimes other sports translate into the sport in which they're good at. So if, if you know if they play soccer, and you know, sometimes just the, the movement patterns in basketball or football or these other sports could be helpful for their own uh, uh, progress in the sport in which they play. Uh, but I, I, you know, I think that the kids should be encouraged to play and to participate in all different types of sports um, for a number of reasons, uh, just just to be well rounded. Certain sports lend themselves to excelling. Tennis, you see kids that are, you know, really, really into this particular sport, and soccer, and some of those. What do you tell parents about off season, and what if they live in a place that plays that sport year round? So off-season is pretty important. That's, I think some of these kids aren't getting an off-season. And I think the, the sport in particular that I, I see the most trouble with is, is baseball, in which you know kids who are 10, 11, 12 years old, they watch baseball on TV and they see these, these guys throwing 95-mile-an-hour fastballs and curveballs and these types of things. And all they want to do is become a Major League Baseball pitcher. So at age 11, 12 years old, with a growing skeleton, they're out there with their dad or with their coaches, throwing you know, the ball as hard as they can with mechanics that aren't very well uh, 
developed and, and it puts a lot of stress on the growing shoulder and the growing elbow. And if you just do this over and over and over again without having the opportunity to rest and to and to uh, to heal, then you can get into trouble at a young age with, with uh, elbow injuries and with, with, with throwing injuries in the young athlete. And so baseball is kind of the most, I guess, the highest, uh, uh, you know, it gets the most recognition right now. But any sport, you know, if you do too much of the same thing, you can get yourself into trouble. A tennis serve can have very similar mechanics to a baseball pitch. You know, people who run cross-country, those types of things, they can just put so much stress on their growing skeleton. So... I think it's important that anybody who does the same thing over and over and over again realize that they're at risk for overuse and the consequences of overuse, which might be disability or injury or not being able to play the sport they want to play. So let's just be aware of that. And even the organizations are coming out, as you say, and with the pitching limits and things so that that helps coaches and parents to kind of keep track of that for them. Now, what cross-training when you recommend doing other things with these children. Are there certain sports that go together that you could say, well, play basketball at this season and then soccer in the spring and they're not going to interfere with each other? Do you have some cross-training favorites, Dr. Guathme? Well, I mean, classically, football and soccer end up being fall sports. Basketball is usually in the winter. Baseball and tennis, those types of things are in the spring. I think that sports in which you're active you know, with your lower body like let's say soccer in the fall and baseball in the spring is a good combination because in the fall you're running and you're building quadriceps and gluteal strength and, and those types of things and you're you're building your hand foot coordination and you're and you're running and you're conditioning and and, and, and that kind of stuff and then in the, in the winter and the, you're playing basketball or or one of the sports where you're using sort of a combination of upper extremity and lower extremity and then in the spring playing baseball or tennis where you're using a lot of throwing motion and um you know, using your arms and shoulders more. That's kind of the the fit that I was that I'm kind of hoping for. So you're each given season, you're not you're not ever doing it with the same muscles and uh, and the same the joints that you're using the prior season. Like for instance, if you're if you're playing baseball in the spring and then tennis in the summer and then volleyball in the fall, and you're constantly have this overhead motion, that might lend itself to you know overuse, even though you're using you know, the shoulder a little bit differently. So I just think that it's critical to to think about your body and think about what you're doing to the body and uh, and work on trying to stay, uh, to have a broader experience or basically a uh, uh, more, more diversified uh, portfolio, if you will. So when our kids are doing these particular sports, are they allowed to be, say you've got gymnastics, should they be weight training along with these sports, or do you want them to lay off of strength training, just concentrate on flexibility or plyometrics to avoid injuries, whatever it happens to be? Well, so the human skeleton between the ages of about 10 and 16 is a, is a pretty interesting machine, and it, it's it's growing. The bones are growing at an exponential rate. The muscles sometimes don't keep up with the bones quite so much. The kids are trying to, you know, build muscles for their sport and, you know, for the beach and those kinds of things. And, and they, they do a lot of strength training on a growing skeleton. Now, there's certainly, I, I certainly think conditioning and some strength training is very important and, and very helpful. But those who sort of go beyond and, 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 and put on, try to put too much weight on and, 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 go, and overuse their muscles and their joints, they can injure their skeleton. And, uh, and so I think it's a pretty critical time in a kid's growth is that they're putting on 
bone mass and, and they're putting on extra muscle mass not to ever do it. Uh, so I think plyometrics and conditioning, I think that basically growing stronger just if the activities that you're doing out in the field and with your training can be helpful and not necessarily putting all that time in the actual weight room uh, trying to, you know, put the bench press up as, as, as high as you can. I mean, that, that the extra weight that some kids put on their, on their growing skeleton can be detrimental. Dr. Guathmey, no kid wants to sit out of a sport that they love, but give parents some hope. If their child has had some sort of an orthopedic injury, can it right itself if it's a chronic overuse, or is it something that might plague them from then on? Well, that's the thing. You have to identify what factors went into the injury in the first place. And like a traumatic injury, like an ACL or a sprained ankle or something like that, sometimes you're sort of freak accidents. But if you have, you know, an athlete who has, you know, shoulder soreness or a ligament uh, tear in their elbow or something like that, you have to sort of look into sort of what, what went into that. Was it a mechanical problem? Was it an overuse problem? And once you start delving into that and trying to identify the factors that sort of played a role in this, you can start to figure out whether or not it's going to be effective the treatment as far as the recovery. I mean, the beauty of taking care of kids is they heal. I mean, you have to have a pretty bad injury for a kid not to be able to get back to his sport because the, the, the human body in adolescence has a, has a remarkable, it's almost miraculous propensity to heal if you give it the proper environment in which to, in which to heal. And that's, that is alleviating the stresses on the body, you know, getting good nutrition, making sure you're eating healthy, and making sure that you're not doing things that, that, that hurt the body over time. And so I, I think that all, all, all parents and kids can be optimistic about any injury they may have, because at age 14, 15, 16 years old, chances are you're going to heal up 100%, unless you're doing something that's chronically causing additional problems. And I think it's just going back to the source of the problem in the first place. So um, with an orthopedic surgeon, we certainly don't like having kids in our operating room, that's for sure. So that's why I think the educational portion of this is critical, much more so than the actual surgery. Why should families come to UVA Orthopedics for their sports medicine care? Well, we have a lot of experience treating athletes of all ages. I mean, our, our, we have kids from 12 years old to you know 90 year old kids who are out there playing tennis. You know, so we have good experience across the entire gamut of athletics and, and age groups and things like that. And we have specialists who take care of every part of the body. So I think when you have a group of, of, of the orthopedic surgeons we have here at UVA with the experience that we have and our and our interest in helping people, I think it's a good place to come because it's, it, we're at the front lines of sports medicine. All of us are involved in, in policy and, and, and the latest research. And I think it's a good place to come to sort of to have that level of care. Thank you so much, Dr. Guathme, for being with us today. It is great information. You're listening to UVA Health Systems Radio. And for more information, you can go to uvahealth.com. That's uvahealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.